What if Black Canary led a rock band with 11 on guitar? Today on Panelism, it's Black Canary kicking and screaming. podcast where we talk about the comics and graphic novels worth having on your shelf and sometimes the digital versions of those worth having on your ipad for a short time i'm todd a i'm taylor trask and this is the second episode in a row uh where one of us has chosen a book read it digitally on comiXology and thought oh that was fun but you know i don't, I don't need to own it um and let's and let's just be be let's preface that a little bit no disrespect to the creators no you know, a lot of hard work is put into these these books and we appreciate that like crazy just not our particular cup of tea at the end of the day you know it's more like oh glad i read it don't need to read it again well you know? and if anything i i think it's an endorsement of the comicsology uh, uh what do we want to call this business model or whatever you know or just the <laughs> model stock in comicsology of course uh, yeah <laughs> sits on the board um, <laughs> i think it's a great business model and i believe every every panelism listener should be well i i there is we have had a history i i, I think that is you know we were never uh, conscious about it until recently, but we do have a history of throughout this entire podcast, like 112 episodes or whatever, where, uh, you know, I think if you go way back, we're still on the fence about digital comics and oh, guided yeah. view. Yeah. And, um, cause I remember at the time, uh, my friend Patrick would often comment on social media about things we said about guided view. And he, he was sort of in favor of it for certain books and, um, and we've come around to that. So it's definitely yeah. an evolution in my thinking, uh, you know, to, to get to this point where I'm a happy, content Comixology Unlimited user. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, with the book we we're talking about, with no further ado, uh, although you heard it in the intro, is uh, Black Canary, Kicking and Screaming. This was released in 2016. It is on DC Comics, of course. Um, it was written by Brendan Fletcher, and the art is by Annie Wu and Pia Guerra. Um, Annie does the first issue or two Pia takes over for a couple of issues and then Annie comes back uh, and finishes out this arc. Um, Do we know Annie and Pia from other works? That's a great question, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I believe Annie was on Hawkeye. That's, okay. that's what I think they, they call out. Um, and I don't know where we would have seen Pia, but I know I've seen that name before. And I know I read something about it when I was researching the history of this book. Um, let me read you that back cover. Uh, Black Canary, by the way, the DC hero, I'm, if you're not aware, her uh, real name is Dinah Lance. So it's a, I just knew a, the back cover starts with that name. And if you didn't know who that was, it would be weird. Dinah Lance hits the road after years as a soldier and vigilante. <laughs> the last place Dinah saw herself is on stage. Dot, dot, dot. But she's quickly learning she died to protect the gang of misfits she's fallen into, and she just might have to. For some reason, the newly christened band Black Canary seems to be a magnet for trouble. Dot, dot, dot. And Dinah's not going to believe it when she finds out the reason why! Exclamation point. 
From the pages of Batgirl, martial arts, super spies, and rock and roll combine here in the superheroine solo series, Black Canary, Volume 1. Um, now, I know it's the way you sort of read it, but my God, that sounds like the best intro to a 90s movie where like the record screech happens and it's like, but what she doesn't know, shit, is no. that she's a carrot? You know, like, it's that. You would know you were dead on. <laughs> <laughs> is that, does that suggest a more sort of you know a 90s rom-com sort of tone or you know sort of a cheesy uh, kind of thing or is that just how that intro was written imagine the uh 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 oh what was her name darn anyway all i can remember is all i can come up with is tara reed the the hugely successful tara reed vehicle josie and the pussycats um, <laughs> that's right uh, who is the rachel uh person who's josie um anyway uh that movie, but there's it's led by a superhero. That's kind of the tone we get here. That um, movie was pretty fun, though, too. I, I must it was admit, extremely like, fun. Yeah, seeing uh Parker Posey and Alan Cumminghamm it up was oh my god, know. Seth Green in a boy band, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, amazing. Um, and uh, and then that other guy from Clueless in another boy band, Reckon Meyer, yeah, yeah, or they're in the yeah. same, they're in the same boy band, um, yeah. Both of them went on to create Robot Chicken. Yeah, you got me reminiscing about the movie, or I got me reminiscing. Anyway, um, that's sort of where we're at with this. Uh, right. You're definitely in better shape if you take it with that tone in mind, I think. Okay. Um, but it never leans too heavily into the self-aware sort of parody of it. You know, it's not, it, it doesn't It doesn't go corny like that. Um, and it becomes a pretty big, superhero book sort of a uh, yeah imagine Josie and the Pussycats and Scott Pilgrim the movie kind of crammed together oh perfect okay perfect. <laughs> so um I, the uh as the back cover stated um Dinah uh, uh, or Dee Dee as they call her now because she has reverted to her maiden name uh Drake I believe so it's Dinah Drake um so Dee Dee is uh, has become the lead singer of this band of course she's Black Canary she has this powerful voice that can be weaponized uh, and she's also a trained martial artist um and uh, the first issue was like really fun and the art by annie Wu is awesome like the i, I think pia guerra's art is very cool also but it, it's annie Wu's book you just feel it like it's like when when pia comes in there must have been a sort of timing conflict or something oh, okay. you know um and she she keeps it up. And I mean, and honestly her art is wonderful, but then when it, Annie comes back for issue uh, five, four or five or whatever, it's like, Oh yeah, that's where we're supposed to be. Um, Cause hers is a, a little like sketchier style. It's not as superhero-y and yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't like a, attempt at all to be three dimensional. It's very flat and, Invincible and, had that happen once or twice where some mm. guest artists would come in and you're like, Oh, this isn't quite the same. Like, it's right. Um, it's uh yeah yeah so and i think the the yeah i mean i'll just have to jump into it there's no i i'm not spoiling it but well, well, quick, yeah yeah no great set me up. Those of us who are casual observers of the of uh -huh. this part of the dc universe is has she recently been as a character or is she still married to all of uh ollie slash green arrow because they i thought they were a couple or they've been a couple more often than not or have been married more often than not does that I don't know bell. what happened. This would have. This is Black Canary that debuted after the Rebirth thing. Okay, so that might have all gotten retconned and erased. Um, but you lead into an interesting 
point, which is like, even in this story, there are a lot of allusions to her, you know, her former life, mm. a, a soldier, a vigilante kind of life. But because of the context of her fronting a rock band touring around in a van, you would want to think that she's only in her early to mid twenties, you know, but it's yeah. sort of like, she's already been divorced and she's been a soldier and she's <laughs> wow. fought with wonder woman. And, you know, it's sort of like, Oh my gosh, like what? I don't know that that was a major problem with rebirth was trying to cram all that in yeah. to backstories of stuff. This is in the same universe as uh, I mean, obviously they're all in the same universe, but this is literally like Brendan Fletcher wrote uh, the Batgirl rebirth. Uh, maybe he didn't come on with issue number one um, of the rebirth, but he came in when Bab star came on and became, and it became Batgirl of Burnside and it was a more hipster, you know, yeah. uh, and that too was a little, I mean, I loved those books, but it was very confusing in that here's uh, Barbara Gordon, who's seemingly out of college, somehow has like a hugely successful, you know, computer job or something, but also was paralyzed by the Joker and had a whole <laughs> life. And you're like, what the hell? Like when they retconned to this, it was so clumsy, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they made them way too young. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it has that same kind of fun feel of like, we're, this is a fresh take on Black Canary. Uh, but I, I think where it suffers is that um, is really in that mashup of, of Scott Pilgrim and Josie and the Pussycats, because this is not like when I started reading it, my take was, Oh, cool. Like this is the punk version. Well, that's not even a good take, but this is DC's version of Dazzler, you know? Oh God. And I thought, okay. yeah, yeah, this yeah. is going to be fun. Um, but, uh, several times through the book, Dinah says like, you know, music's never really been my thing. <laughs> and she's saying it, uh, to establish, like, there's this whole backstory between how the, the band is basically put together by a record label and had a different singer that the record label removed and put her in instead. But just her saying that pulls your, you know, you, you stop being as invested in the, in the band. Mm. You're like, well, you know, what, what do you care then? Do like, they use why, the band for a, does the band serve an important story reason? Extremely. Okay. Um, but it doesn't start out that way, you know? Um, and I think it is. I, Did they I just think get bored writing the band at some point? Like, was that? No, was no, no. They are definitely, to... they're definitely in it. Like uh, they are integral. Um but, you know, the first issue, of course, is just sort of like they're on the road and crazy things happen at their shows and Dinah always uh, has to okay. save the day. But then this do they really know, do, insane... they know her about, do they know about her past as, as bandmates? Do, well, or... there's all there are all these allusions to you never talk about your past or we still don't know what's up with you. And um, but it's clear that, like, <laughs> she's the black canary. Like, I don't but, understand. <laughs> but, they, but so when she saves the day or she puts her costume on, they're like, oh, it's Dinah. Like, they, it's not like, who's that mysterious woman? And then Dinah's like, what, what just happened, guys? Like. Is it, is it, she, well, in the rock band gets to dress like black canary basically. Okay. So she's but wait, always but, in the like fishnet, you know, boots, leather jacket. Now, but is, is she the black canary or is she, or is she, or they're like, Hey Dinah, you look like that superhero, the black canary. <laughs> no, like, that never comes up. Okay. And it's so obvious. I mean, at one point they, they mentioned that she, the, you know, the only <laughs> thing I was allowed to change about this band was its name. Well, she named it black canary. Like what? <laughs> I don't. Anyway. Uh, it's definitely like a, a wormhole of like 
you know, where did this come from? Cause I, I was doing the same thing of checking like the, my own history of the character and like, you know, has this been brought up before? Or did they really just think, Hey, let's make her the singer of a rock band. So uh, my history of the book is I, I saw it come out, you know, when it, when it was being published and I don't think I ever even picked up a single issue, just figuring I'll grab the paperback when it's out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved the art that I saw and, and then it just kind of fell off my radar. You know, I think the creative team switched or maybe the book got canceled entirely. I know they made two volumes, but I don't know where it went after that. Um, and this was a comiXology pick. Like it was un- unlimited and I downloaded it and thought, perfect. Uh, and you and I just talked about a, a book, Thanos Wins, that sort of had the same, you know, discovery on your part. Like you, yeah. you just found that on comiXology and and thought you'd give it a spin. Well, uh, I'd seen... I'd seen- talk about it again as it was oh that's published. true you you would act, you were actually yeah yeah we but we each had a history with the book we chose yeah these weren't yeah random. it was same kind of thing i was like oh one day you know i'll probably get to this when it's complete because you don't want to just it's, some of these series you just they just don't work being released over the course of a week you know and i understand yeah. the economics of it but at the same time there are some books that should have never been single issues they should have just always been a trade paperback just, yeah i wouldn't the way they're executed just works better i wouldn't put this in that category but if I had been picking up the single issues, I think my interest really would have fallen off when the art changed. Oh, and yeah. again, not that it's uh, inferior, it's just yeah. different. And it's mm-hmm. sort of like the, you know, um, it wasn't, it, they didn't switch artists for a story reason, you yeah. know, or, yeah. uh, or even it seems like for an employment reason, because when Annie comes back, it's like, Oh, well, yeah, she just probably wasn't available for the publication schedule. Yeah. So, um, common tale. Yeah, I think it's weird. Um, I, I guess I started out saying that, like, I think it's to its detriment that this is Black Canary because myself as an older reader, I was was doing the game that you and I have just been participating in, which is like, you know, checking my own history on the character and and wondering like, wait, you know, because they mention her maiden name, well, is Lance because you were married to Kurt Lance who shows up in the book and you're like, Kurt Lance, I thought you were married to Oliver Queen. Like what's, you know, like, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, uh, and it becomes a sci-fi governmental conspiracy theory, which I think in a, a post Stranger Things world and in an image comics world, that would have worked so much better, mm. you know, as an independent character or something. Oh, and I feel God. like they really could have fleshed it out and given the character more of her own stuff where the character doesn't have to say music's not really my thing <laughs> because there's this weird, uh, you know, it is, it is made integral to the part, to the plot. It, it of course like draws the plot along this, this, this story point that you learn where their former singer was kicked out. Maybe maybe somebody at DC was like, they gave half the picture, like, hey, we want a new Black Canary book. She's got to be in a band. We don't care what else happens. <laughs> like, you know, maybe Jim Lee just handed that down because, like, well, I can also see Brendan. Um, I, I didn't follow it too closely at the time. I was really only reading Batgirl, but I do think that he had a pretty big hand in shaping the Gotham world. I think he was also writing Gotham Academy at the time. So I think whether he was brought in originally to do this or it was his original pitch was let me take some of these characters and make them like younger and hipper, you know, and I I get it, but it definitely comes off as an Elseworlds. What if kind of tale. And 
And honestly, it's just that line that comes up a few times when you hear the main character say, yeah, I'm not really into music. You're like, well, why are we following you around in a band? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Can um, I? Yeah. Go can ahead. I ask a fairly controversial? Well, this may take us way off track, but I'll ask, we'll see how far we get. Moving forward, like, let's say they picked a day. And they're like, hey, guys, in 2020, both Marvel and DC will have reached the natural sort of endpoints of a lot of their current arcs. <laughs> and after that day, we're never doing any shared continuity ever again. It's it'll just be Elseworlds and what if uh, yeah. what if books from forever. Like there we've done all the continuity we'll ever need. Now it'll just be complete, you know, separate universes for every single book, every single character. Like wouldn't that be I mean, would you love that or hate that if that was a real thing? I mean, I don't know that it would even have to be that big a deal. I think it would be great if they just, uh, they could almost, you know, like when there's a big uh, world event book and it and all of them have like their own little banner on it, like just put mm -hmm. a banner on it that's not Elseworlds, but it's, you know, not canon or something. Just anything to tell us like this is a standalone story because we've talked about that on many past episodes as well. I, I, the writer from Chew had this, you know, great rant on Twitter one time about that. Now he would love to see a, you know, Captain America riding on a dinosaur, but Marvel won't do it because they're so freaking concerned about keeping everything in continuity. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the book you talked about last time, uh, Thanos wins, it's almost like that would make more sense out of continuity. Like just, get, yeah. you know, just tell these crazy stories about uh, giant world eating world ending people in a different context, you know, yeah. rather than trying to match it all back up with time travel and shit like that. Because even though time travel is not a focus of Black Canary, the inclusion of her former husband, Kurt, it's like, you know, something's up with maybe not time travel, but like, how did he get resurrected or whatever? Because apparently he was dead, you know, and, um, and so there's, you know, there's a bit of confusion there. And uh, I, I don't know. Anytime that if uh, it's time travels messy. I guess that's mm -hmm. the shortest way mm -hmm. to say it. <laughs> if your whole book's not about your new concept of time travel, then, oh boy, it's it's yeah. going to be a, a weird, uh, you know, plot step. I still, um, I'm, I'm still loving this idea. Like, ima just imagine a world yeah. where, where every book was Elseworlds. So like, you know, you let's say you DC still said, if you're going to write a Batman book, you can't, you have to have these characters. You can't yeah. like, say you invent some totally new ridiculous thing. That's like, you know, Papa Smurf comes in, like you can't necessarily do that. Um, but anything yeah, please, goes, please no. <laughs> yeah. Anything goes with these, with the, I don't know why I picked such a weird thing. Um, anything goes with the, with these things. I mean, you could essentially get, I mean, in the same year, you could even get uh, the white knight and killing joke. And, um, uh, well, and the, gosh, at the same time. I mean, this is the thing I don't understand is we're already getting that. It's just that, yeah, like, and enough. DC less than Marvel, but there's definitely like a ham fisted, you know, attempt to keep things in continuity. I mean, because we did get Dark Knight's Metal and White Knight in the same year. True. And it's yeah. like these books are totally different. Why do you, why would we even? assume they happen in the same universe. You know, what a yeah. goofy thing, but uh, to its credit, like black canary feels like that. Like we've talked about, I've talked about other mainstream books before. Um, as wasp is the one that comes to mind where the unstoppable wasp where like in the middle of it, there had to be a civil war two tie in, yeah. which totally screwed up the whole story. And this book, at least it, it does feel like 
you know, a what if book in that sense of yeah. though she mentions Wonder Woman and you're aware of some of her connections, it's not, uh, a, you know, a part of anything like it's not like Wonder Woman never makes an appearance or something. Got so it. it might as well be that you took Black Canary and dropped on another planet and, um, you know, this is her experience. But uh, that said, I, I mean, I, I like I said that there's that one sticking point about music. And to me, I kept making the reference in my head to Dazzler because Dazzler's whole deal is that she freaking loves music and lo- mm-hmm. like that's the sound, you know, absorbing the sound is what allows her to release her light powers. Yeah. And so the more she plays and experiences music in her band, like the more spectacular her powers become. Um, and there's such a reflection of like joy in that. Whereas this was, you know, Dinah literally telling you like, Hey, this is just my, my nighttime job. You I have know? to bristle against your Dazzler reference a little bit only because my knowledge of Dazzler <laughs> extends to the, uh, aborted appearance of Taylor Swift as Dazzler in X Men Apocalypse. So I, you know. I don't want to. I mean, that's that's my <laughs> framework. So every time I hear that name, I'm like, Ugh. I just sort of I shudder just a little bit, going, Ugh, I, I didn't want that. Thank God they didn't include it. Yeah, I uh, a, a quick plug. Uh, a Force from probably 2015 or 2016. A couple volumes of that are now available on Comicsology Unlimited. And I had started reading it, and it was another book that I just had to drop at the time because I was reading too many. But I loved Dazzler in that, so mm. I'm really I've borrowed them already on Comicsology. I'm looking forward to jumping back into them. Um, so I, one other thing I wanted to say about the comicsology thing is that you and I always talk about that guided view and, you know, yep. what's better picking this up. And that was another sticking point for me was that I read this digitally and I don't think they did a good job with the guided view. Oh, and I've previously had that experience with the Batgirl books, especially the Batgirl volume one, which is like Batgirl of Burnside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at the time I couldn't really put my finger on it. I was just not into guided view, I think, because I, I had been using like a free app where I could pinch and zoom a lot. Uh Um, anyway, uh, on this, there are several pages where they do like a set of tons of tiny panels. And when you're tapping through and especially on an iPad, like on a bigger screen, like I was, these tiny panels are expanded to fill the whole thing. And it takes you a really long time to get through what is literally just like one page. Oh, content, you know? I've seen those before. That yeah, that's the one place guided view kind of falls flat. Yeah, and there was there was a whole sequence that it was beautifully done in the art of like of two scenes cut together, and you can imagine this in a cinematic fashion of like the bands on stage playing, you know, playing their their show so hard, but it's at the same time, the camera is showing you the fight that happened afterwards. So it's cutting back and forth between them. And the way they represented that was in this different color palette, but because they isolated the panels in guided view and didn't ever show me the full page at the first, I'm just jumping back and forth. Like, what is the continuity here? Like here's that. I think that's uh dazzler almost said dazzler. Uh, here's black canary singing. And then here, like the next panel, she's punching a person and you're going, wait, what is going on? And it wasn't until I thought, Oh wait, I'm, this is guided view messing me up. And I tapped yeah, out yeah. that I realized like, Oh yeah, this looks gorgeous. Like between the color and, you know, largely no uh, dialogue in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, like a, a real missed opportunity, I think. And I do think like with, they're not exactly extras, but 
there are some cool little cutscenes which are like cutouts of a local Burnside zine that's mm-hmm. following the band around and writing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple like uh, maybe not laugh out loud funny jokes, but funny humor in that the you know at one point you see the credits of the zine and it's like written by, illustrated by, photography by, and it's all the same person because of course it's like just a handmade zine you know that oh yeah one person's put out but put her name like on every credit um and i think in in a paperback especially if you love annie Wu's art i think that would be so much more effective to Mm -hmm. to see all those little extras sort of slipped in between the issues and really feel it and be able to see the whole page all at once but um yeah as it was like i said you know as we started out this episode this is a book worth having on your digital shelf for a short period of time. And if you like it, eh, go buy the paperback. But um, I always say that if you if you like it, definitely go buy the paperback. Like that's, yeah, that's because we, yeah, we covered it in our episode where we talk about digital versus physical and uh, many other episodes here and there too. But it, at, at the end of the day, this is sort of um, art collecting at yeah. a high level. And so having the, Having the paperback or having the hardcover, if you really like it, if they if they made one, if it's drawn quarterly, obviously you just you go directly. Oh yeah, don't even think about it. (laughs) I mean, have you ever read a a drawn and quarterly book digitally? I don't even know. Don't even want to know what that feels like. I don't even know if they make them. I don't want to know. I'm sure they do, but um, yeah, I just you know those are the 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 sticking points for me. Was this a bad transfer digitally, in my opinion, and. Uh, because of the Black Canary universe that it's inhabiting, um, it, it, it it's not able to fully develop into a Stranger Things image comic sort of because it's got all this like sci-fi and the hint of time travel and, and some Wait, sort of sounds- alien presence and conspiracy theories with the government and like Amanda Waller who. I, that's the person that put together the Suicide Squad in the movie, uh-huh. I believe, and yep. she makes an appearance. And so you're you know there's all this sort of like all those elements are there, but it's so glossed over for this, uh, you know, because it's trying to stay in the world of DC. And does this and also, feel like, wait, does this feel yeah. like a book that is the result of a post paper girls universe where DC's like, let's do that. And then they just didn't know who they're like, well, black canary. And they didn't quite. There's definitely like a, a crossover with paper girls, but I think they were likely being created concurrently. Okay. Or, or, or this actually preceded that it's not, it doesn't ever go totally that far, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and if it did go that far, you would, you would wonder even more like, why is black canary involved? <laughs> like what a weird, you know, um, no, I'm not even saying, put... I'm not even saying like that they're hooked, that they're related. I'm just saying like, does this right, right, feel right. like it was written because yeah, that book yeah. is so popular and that they're like, Oh, let's, you know, we're trying to yeah. always I, make I just... our characters more relevant. I think the timing's wrong for that. I mean, I, I, it was in my mind too, that they were, you know, related, but um, yeah, I think publication date wise, because this was written mostly in 2015. So I don't think it was. I always thought Paper Girls was older than that. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it started around 14 or 15, but, uh, but the the other thing is that uh, it's so, and maybe this is just me, uh, but it's like, it's so hard sometimes to, accurately portray a a profession and i would say that playing you know driving around in a a van to play shows in small clubs is like barely even a profession you know if you're like and i mean i don't mean that as a diss i just mean it as like you know the way music is portrayed in this 
there's a there's like a booking agent that's on the road with them and he's making sure they get paid and i was like get paid what <laughs> <laughs> what sort of high rolling band is this you know well um, well just bring the booking agent on the road with you i mean well, like, I, like who what tiny band can do that and um uh, it's definitely not you know it's it yeah, it just sort of it suffers a little bit from from those those things, I guess. So that that's where I'll leave it. Like I I definitely think, especially if you're a Comicsology Unlimited person, uh, download it, take a look at this art because I love the art and I have previously loved what Brendan Fletcher has done with these little universes, um, you know, and his contributions to DC. So I, I'm I think it's worth worth your <laughs> experiment into it or whatever, worth a try, you know. Very good. Well, in addition to that book, where can folks find us, Todd? I'm so glad you asked. We are uh, <laughs> everywhere as panelism.inc. And especially on Instagram, we are panelism.inc. And that is the best place to interact with us and see art from the books that we pick and just chat about comics. Uh, but you can also find us anywhere podcasts are downloaded and subscribed to uh, whatever your uh favorite podcast app is we are there uh except spotify but we'll get <laughs> soon, there soon. <laughs> yeah we hope you will uh subscribe and share with your friends and if you are not already please uh check out our game of thrones podcast which um is called wednesday and westeros although it does come out on mondays for this final season we are getting it out as soon as possible and it is uh, myself taylor and our friend emily kelly cunan and we talk about, we recap every episode and just chit chat about Game of Thrones every week. It's super fun. Getting Absolutely. close to the end on that one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back next week with our end game. Oh, actually, this episode will come out after the end game. <laughs> oh, it will. Well, you've you've already heard our episode about Endgame. Go go back and check out our episode on Endgame. I hope there's time travel involved so that this episode makes sense because it means Ooh. that we're talking to you in the past. Yeah. Oh, man, remember when Captain America lived? (laughs) Oh, you mean Eleven from, like, Stranger Things. (laughs) 